You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyle Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, Jackson himself. Look at him dart back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Pass podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. Back with me once again, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're jumping into our week two picks uh, here in the NFL season and a lot of interesting games on the board, Dylan. Let's just go ahead and jump in because we're going to start with our game of the week. Uh, of course, we'll get to our betting locks, upsets, all that good stuff. But uh, let's start with the game of the week, the one everyone's going to be talking about. A little less buzz around it, probably, after the uh, Ravens lost to the Raiders. But uh, the Chiefs hit the road, three-and-a-half-point favorites in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, still plenty of buzz surrounding it, even though the Ravens did lose that game. Uh, you got Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Always going to be an interesting matchup. Um, I'm just going Chiefs here. I, I just did not love the Ra- the Ravens, obviously, when they, they lose a game like that. I think they'll bounce back here, play better, but uh, yeah. I just I can't pick against the Chiefs here. Yeah, me either. I mean, there were things that uh, I thought maybe the Ravens could follow in terms of what the Browns were able to do successfully against the Chiefs. But that offensive line for the the Ravens, especially right tackle, get, got kind of exposed by Max Crosby at times in that game. Now you're going to have Chris Jones. I just think some of the things we're used to with Baltimore being able to to run their offense uh, looked limited and at certain points in that Raider game, which is not something I expected going into a game against that Raiders defense as Derek Carr uh, very vocally supported for all the, all the crap that they had taken. But yeah, I, I'm going chiefs as well. Just think that feel conf- you know, obviously they have Patrick Mahomes. This is round four of Jackson versus Mahomes and Mahomes has won all three so far. Two really close games. They, the Ravens definitely could have won. I think of the, the 2018 one where they had like a fourth and, forever that Mahomes would insane pass to keep the game going. Um, but and last year it was a little more of a, a dud, a kind of similar situation to this. I believe it was Sunday or Monday Night Football. Everyone all hyped up for it. And then the Chiefs uh, kind of controlled the whole game. I think it'll be a little closer here at three and a half, maybe a bit lower. I'm not putting this as a lock by any means. I think the Chiefs should cover that, though. Um, I just feel a little bit better where they are um, in terms of – I just the Ravens' defense also in that second half just did not look good. The Raiders' offense is strong, but – it's just there's certain things and certain weaknesses, injuries, different things for Baltimore that it's just stacking up so much that uh, the Chiefs have to be the pick here in my mind. Yeah, I think so too. It's uh, yeah, it's the Chiefs, and um, as we saw against the the Browns, they just they find ways to win, and I think that'll be the case here once again. All right, we move into our betting locks. Um, we had a little trouble with it this week. Surprisingly, as we said last time, we didn't do too bad last week. Um, yep. But uh, this week. Interesting two picks here. 
Um, we've got the Lions at the Packers. The Packers are 11-point favorites at home after getting destroyed by five touchdowns against the Saints. They come back as 11-point favorites at home. That tells you what you need to know about the Lions. Um, it also tells you that I'm going to go out on the limb here, and we like to stay away from the double-digit favorites when it comes to our betting locks, but um, I think this is a situation where the Packers bounce back with a vengeance. They're playing the Lions, who could wind up being the worst team in the NFL. Um, give them credit for the comeback against the Niners, but of all the ones on the board, I didn't love anything. I didn't love any of the smaller ones, uh, but I just think that if this is the trend that we've seen over the years, I think with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, when they come mm-hmm. off of a loss, I just think they could come out and, you know, just steamroll the Lions here. Yeah, I think so too. The Lions, you know, a lot of what they're able to do successfully against the Niners came after the, the outcome essentially was decided. They almost made it a little more interesting there at the end. Uh, but some fluke plays, as we talked about in our last episode, that helped Detroit. They're still definitely a work in progress. Losing Akuda for the season is just brutal. I mean, it's uh, that defense is not not exactly what the Saints are by any means. Uh, you, you combine the, the quality of the opponent for the Packers um, offense, but also the determination, the focus. I think they'll come in at home Monday night football, but also just no matter what, what if this is a, you know, a noon kickoff central time in, in Lambeau, I think that they would be just as fired up as anything based on what happened last week. I do think there is something to the focus that, that Rogers talked about. Uh, they were, uh, you know, drinking their own Kool-Aid. It's going to be a lot of Kool-Aid talk again here on this episode. Uh, I think they're going to not be doing that so much. I think they're going to feel the pressure of, or not the pressure necessarily, but the focus I think will be there for Green Bay. I think they're going to be locked in for this one. The Lions, good luck to them. I I think the Packers defense hopefully comes back better. Maybe the Lions still have some solid fantasy performances for us uh, Detroit Lions, brave Detroit Lions fantasy owners of certain players, but um, I think the Packers will ultimately win this game. I picked the Packers as well. The spread, I, I think they'll cover. Um, not as confident as you, though, just because uh, maybe basically the Packers' defense right now, I need to see a little more schematically than what we saw in week one because it was, it was pretty bland, as a lot of people have talked about. And uh, just hope, hopefully this will be a different situation this week and we see a little more of the, all those guys that they have on that side of the ball that are really, really talented. Penny Sewell did have a really, you know, despite all the – kind of like Jamar Chase, all the, there's a lot of negative feedback of his uh, – play in the preseason he i think he was the second or third highest ranked offensive lineman by pff in week one uh, so i mean he had a solid week but i still think there's not enough in the lines offense for me to really think they're gonna have a chance to win this game well only yours truly would pick the team that lost by 35 in week one to come back and be a betting lock at home by double digits in week two so um take that for what you will dylan's gonna head to the afc east for his betting lock of the week um as the patriots are six point favorites on the road against the Jets. Jets also did not look very good in week one. Uh, This number seems a little more manageable. Patriots just need to win by a touchdown. I'm with you. I think the Patriots win this game, and this is probably one I would have uh, also considered probably in this range as well. Yeah, there's a couple games I considered. Uh, One will get, I'll mention it when we get to it on the, down the list, but I just, the Jets, man, like I want to feel good about some of the things that happened in the second half of the offense. Watch a little bit of that game back again but still especially with the injuries they've had uh, along the offensive line i just i'm just not buying it completely for the jets at this point for the pats on the on the flip side you know i thought they easily could have won that game i thought their defense was great um for large portions obviously the turnover at the end ends up being the difference i think they're just a significantly better team than they were a year ago and a better team than the jets even though it's on the road i think mac jones will be locked in i don't think the jets defense right now even if they have 
the right leader at the front of it in Robert Sala. I don't think they have the personnel. And I think the Patriots will just dominate the line of scrimmage on that side and should ultimately win this game by a touchdown. Yep, I think so too. Patriots should take care of business there. Now to our upsets. Um, staying on, uh, there's, I'm, I'm staying on the bandwagon, Dylan, of uh, one particular team, and we'll get to that here in a bit because they they actually came through for me in my upset spot in week one. However, there's a bigger upset I have other than this team, and that is going to the AFC East as well as the Bills are three and a half point favorites on the road against the Dolphins. I didn't do it last week. I should have done it. I kept talking about how I should have picked the Dolphins to beat the Patriots. I didn't. Not going to make that mistake this week. I'm picking the Dolphins as my upset pick here. There's a couple different options I considered. Uh, And as I said, I will have another upset coming up here shortly, and there was another one after that uh, that Dylan wound up stealing from me. We'll get to that as well. Um, I want to go Dolphins here. You and I were talking before we started recording. It's crazy to think the Bills could be 0-2, but I just... I wasn't that impressed with the Bills, but I know they played a very good opponent in the Steelers. Uh, but I I don't know. I, I just think there is a possibility we could see this. This should be a close game. Uh, I'll I'll take a chance on the Dolphins here as my upset pick. Yeah, I stole one of your upsets this week. I stole the Dolphins upsetting the Pats last week. I think yes. it's considered it even then. So, yeah, uh, this time I'm, I'm going with the Bills in this one. I do think, you know, last year in week one, Josh Allen wasn't the Josh Allen we saw by the end of the season as one of the uh, MVP-level quarterbacks in the league. Dolphins still a stout defense, different defense than the Steelers. I think there's a chance the Steelers with what uh, we'll, I'll talk about them in a second. But I think the combination of the light boxes and the way they were able to defend the run still and everything they did defensively, I think the Steelers' defense is just a different animal. I think the Bills come out a little better here. It is a tough place to go for these, these NFC East teams. Or, sorry, AFC East teams do struggle, it feels like, in, in Miami over the years. It's, it's not an easy place to go down to, especially in September. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. Uh, but I, I think the Bills, I just believe a little too much in their defense for everything that went wrong in that game with the block punt and all the different stuff. Their defense held up really well, in my opinion, against maybe a Steeler offense. It's not quite as bad as I thought in terms of the offensive line and some of the concerns I had going into the season. I thought the Bills' defense was fantastic. I'm a little more worried about, you know, Tua played fine against the Pats, but I wouldn't say it was a fantastic performance. He made some of his first three throws, as a lot of other analysts have talked about, that it struggled when he had to go off the first read. J.C. Jackson gave him crap for that for the game, too. Uh, I think I just believe a little bit more in where the Bills' defense is at at this point, and I just think Josh Allen will not let them fall to 0-2. But I do, I, I think that, as I mentioned to you before the podcast, I, I would put this game, at least for me, um, it's on our upsets of the week, but it's also for me like a 1B game of the week. It's probably this game I'm out of this list other than the Rams. Always going to be excited for my Rams, but uh, it's probably the second game I'm looking forward to the most. Right with and number three might be the one we're about to get to, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a that's a possibility. And yeah, this should be interesting. Um, we'll I'll take a chance on the Dolphins here. Uh, now the Cowboys hit the road to play the Chargers. The Chargers are three point favorites in this game. I yes. told you, I am just, I don't know. There's something about this. I am just not, I'm not sure about this. Um, I, I think this is, I would flip this to be honest with you. I even joked with you. I said, this might actually be my lock of the week for the Cowboys oh, as an underdog <laughs> by three points to be my lock of the week, but I'm not going to go that far, but I do think the Cowboys win this game. Uh, you pointed out also, there gonna be a lot of Cowboys fans there. Um, yeah. This is not going to be a Chargers home game. I don't think. And so I just, I don't know. I'm not seeing this. Like, I think the Cowboys are the better team. 
And maybe, you know, it is the defensive deficiencies with the Cowboys that have you questioning whether the Chargers could sort of uh, slice them up here and score a lot of points, which I think this will probably be a pretty a pretty interesting game from a point standpoint. How does this game play out? But I'm not sure. I, I just, I'm going with the Cowboys and I feel pretty confident about that. Um, even for a team that's a, a three-point underdog here. Yeah, for, for for the Chargers' point of view, I mean, you got so used to last season not having fans. They're probably the one team that maybe benefited from not having fans in the stands at home. I don't mean to be mean. I do hope that the Chargers have you know a, a higher percentage of, of home fans at, at SoFi compared to what they had down in Carson at that stadium. But it's the Cowboys. It's not like – I mean, there's tons of teams that travel well. You saw all those games the Chargers played there in, in Carson. If it was the Packers, the Vikings – anyone really filled that place but even dallas when they play the rams in the regular season the playoffs a few years ago it's a huge there's a ton of cowboy fans that live here but also uh that come in to travel in and uh, want to see sofi stadium the the rams don't play the the cowboys this season so it's their one chance to i just think it's going to be a crazy atmosphere it's going to be uh probably pretty high percentage of cowboy fans so yeah in terms of the home field part of the equation there's something in this, and I, you know, I think that Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert and the, and the group that they have is going to have the, you know, they, they know what to expect. They're not going to be surprised by that going into this game. So I think there is, uh, I, I, I do trust still the Chargers. I still think they have a really good team. I think their defense already looked schematically way better with Brandon Staley uh, doing different things with Derwin James and what they're able to do defensively. It's obviously a much bigger test for them this week against Dallas's. Uh, offense but on the flip side a, a much easier opponent for their uh, on for the chargers offense compared to what washington's defense has so kind of that they get these two uh, nfc east teams that we talk about that are so contrasting and what they do well i think the chargers will keep it close i but this is my upset of the week i think the cowboys ultimately just so many good things from that offense last week i think they'll have enough answers against another good defense but a different defense again than what uh, more aggressive defense uh, coming from uh, Tampa Bay than what we're going to see here, but Dak is, has no problem, you know, moving the ball down the field in, in smaller chunks. I think you'll see them run the ball a bit more, depending on how light the boxes are from the Chargers in this game. Uh, so I think by the end of it, it should come down right to the wire. I just think it feel a little bit like this will be one for the Cowboys to take, but still feel okay where the Chargers are at, and I won't be shocked by any means if they find a way to win this one. I, again, I think this is probably my pecking order of games. It's Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Dolphins, and Cowboys, Chargers in terms of what I'm most excited to see of uh, potential playoff teams out here. Well, to our quick picks, I don't think this one's going to be a headliner. Uh, Giants at Washington, Washington three-point favorites at home here. I'm picking Washington. I just don't. I don't have any belief in the Giants right now, and even with the quarterback situation with Washington, um, I think they find a way to win this game. I think it'll probably be ugly, but I think they find a way to win. Oh, you're not excited for Daniel Jones versus Taylor Heineke? I don't. It's very <sighs> crazy, but no, I. It's definitely it's it's very Thursday night, and then we get Texans Panthers a week from now. It's, it's a classic Thursday night to start the year. I love it, but um, I yeah, I pick Washington as well. I, I think their defense is just too good. The Giants, I. There are so many issues for them on offense, not just with Daniel Jones, but the offensive line, especially in the lack of a, a run game. I just, I don't know. I just don't think they're going to be able to do much against Washington's offense or defense. The flip side, Giants defense, uh, maybe by the end of the season will be a bit better. And I think they'll probably have a solid performance here. I just feel like Washington still has enough answers. Still think Heineke looked pretty good when he came in against the Chargers. Um, home field still. Uh, it's it's but it's Thursday night early in the year. These games are always kind of weirder than you than you expect them to be. Uh, but I think Washington still in my mind the better team, so that's why I'm going to pick them here. 
Saints coming off that big win against the Packers, three-point favorites on the road against the Panthers. We talked about the Panthers. They didn't look great. They beat the Jets. Um, and I just don't know if they're going to be able to find enough here offensively. Uh, I think Sam Darnold, there's a difference playing the Jets and the Saints defense, as we'll, as we saw in week one, and I think as we'll see throughout the season. Uh, big difference there, and I think that will be the difference here for the Saints uh, to go on the road and uh, pick up another victory. Yeah, I really just believe in the Saints defense. Uh, I know it's one game against the Packers, but I, you know, I thought that they were going to be possibly top five unit. I still think believe in that. Panthers, not the most even game. I, I you would expect uh, a better performance offensively, even with Darnold in there. He had some solid moments, but it's only put up 19 against the Jets. It's just, I don't know. I, I just feel like the Saints are going to come in. I think they're such a motivated team. Uh, you can just the way that they're locked in in that season opener, but also just with everything going on, New Orleans. I I just feel like this team's come together. Sean Payton's done a you know another excellent job uh, there in New Orleans, and I think yeah they're gonna come out completely determined. Maybe Carolina keeps it close. This is I, there's I hesitated to make because this was the game initially I was gonna make my lock of the week, uh, but the road I know it, it worked the last week barely for me at least when I did the set a seven and a half for the Niners. Some people obviously bet when that <laughs> spread had moved. Uh, to being higher than that, so they, the lines actually did cover. Um, and this one, I just, I don't know. I just want to see it one more week, maybe from Jameis, um, maybe see this defense again, um, maybe feel a little more confident after one more week to, to consider that. But uh, I think the, the Saints are clearly, in my mind, a better team at this point. The, the Panthers at home have a shot here, so I, you know that's why I shot away from the, the lock. But I, I would still bet on the Saints to cover here. Texans at the Browns. Uh, Browns 12.5-point favorites at home here, uh, even with the Texans scoring the, the win over the Jags. Not influencing the betters because uh, the Browns coming off that loss to the Chiefs, still a significantly better team here in the eyes of uh, Vegas. And mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Browns. I, don't, I, I, would, I was not going to – I never even considered this at 12.5. I just think that's, <laughs> that's, that's a little worrisome, even for you know an improved Browns team, as we know. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm not going there after the Texans actually found a way to win their opening game, and I didn't think they would. But yeah, Browns Browns are the pick here. Yeah, the Browns had some weird games last year too, where they either lost or just barely covered against significantly worse opponents. Um, I think the Browns looked uh, like a more prepared team to start the year. Obviously, a year ago in Week One, they I believe was when they got blown out by the Ravens. Um, they they just looked like a, a a team that is ready to contend in the AFC. I, I think they should win by a couple touchdowns. I think that on, on offense, no Odell still, but uh, still are able to do some good things in the passing game. I think they'll dominate up front when they have the ball. And I think the Browns defense will bounce back, as you'd expect, going from any offense uh, away from the Chiefs. Although the Texans, again, they have a team that's maybe not long-term built by any means for success, but they have a lot of solid veteran kind of players that I think will play well and still keep the Texans somewhat in it. Maybe they're able to cover, but... Browns just at this point on offense, I, I feel too confident in that side. They still, despite losing the game, uh, it's only one week, so these numbers don't really uh, pan out um, that much uh, for DVOA over the course of the season. You need more data to really have them be accurate, but they did have the top offensive week in DVOA in the league uh, in their loss to the Chiefs. So I, I think that they're going to be fine against the Texans. I don't think you're going to see the same turnover issues that the Jaguars had. I think the Jaguars might just be pretty bad still. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the Browns are the pick here. Bengals on the road at the Bears. Bears two and a half point favorites in this one. That sound, once again, you hear, is me staying firmly on the Cincinnati Bengals bandwagon. 
going back once again to the Bengals here, picking them for the upset. This is this was not my um, upset of the week because point wise, uh, the Dolphins one was bigger. Mm-hmm. Going with the Bengals, I'm going to take a chance here. I don't love it, but uh, they're one and zero against the NFC North. I'm going two and zero against the <laughs> NFC North, uh, and uh, yeah, I just. I did not see enough from the Bears to feel overly confident that um, they're going to be able to just come back and, and yeah. win this game convincingly. That's why the spread's only two and a half. Um, I I think this is an interesting game. I'm not saying this obviously a, a you know, you're not going to rank this above the other ones, but I think this is um this is one that's it's hard to call this one. I really think just based on these two teams, but I'll take a chance here. I'll go with the Bengals again. Yeah, I, I'm picking the Bears here. Just uh, you know. I, I wanted to pick the Bengals last week. Ultimately, didn't regretted it. Probably gonna regret it again here. I do love watching them. I had, it was a lot of fun seeing Joe healthy and seeing that offense clicking. I just think the, I mean, for all the things that the Bears didn't do well, I still feel like it was a tough, you know, week one matchup. There were some things that they did well. The game could have been a lot closer than the twenty point outcome it was with the Rams. Even um, uh, a very different opponent here, and I do think I just wonder if the Bengals are gonna be able to have the same answers that, they, that the Rams did to the Bears' coverages and how they want to limit you um, and, and kind of take away the, the different things that you want from that kind of McVay-Shanahan offense that Zach Taylor, you know, has his own version in, in Cincinnati. But the offensive line just isn't on the same level. I think it's going to be tough for the Bengals to run the ball. And on the flip side, you know, the Bengals' defense played, as we talked about, pretty well against the Vikings, and I think they should be fine against the Bears. I think this will be a lower-scoring game. One that I think either way is probably a field goal unless you get like a weird turnover kind of uh, pick six, fumble six situation. I, I, if Outside of that, I think it's kind of a field goal game either way. Uh, so I, I think the Bears will ultimately find a way to get it done. I don't know if that means we see more Justin Fields. I hope it does uh, than we did against the, the Rams. Maybe they'll, you know, if they're losing to the Bengals by anything more than a few points in, in the third quarter, uh, I, you, you know it's going to be all the boos coming down from Chicago fans. Chicago fans are already pretty livid uh with the lack of uh, using justin after last week they got a taste which almost made it worse uh for the few plays that he ran um so i think maybe between the two things just also as much as i want to believe in the bengals and excited about their about where they're going i just don't know two and oh starts too much for me too too much good stuff for cincinnati there so i'll go with uh, the bears here Hmm. we'll see we'll see who's <laughs> right next week um raiders at the steelers steelers five and a half point favorites at home against the raiders i think this should be higher um maybe it's just because the steelers offense is not necessarily yeah. clicking um i i don't know what i take away from the raiders win over the the ravens i know that sounds demeaning like it's not i just i really don't mm-hmm. know as you kind of pointed out like that's why you picked that as your upset last week because you know it's opening night it's the start of a new season monday night football like it's sort of one of those things that we've seen before with the raiders we've seen them have these really good games early i don't know that this is going to be one i think this is a different test going on the road against the steelers and i think the steelers defense could sort of cause some havoc here i'm picking the steelers i almost considered this actually as one of my betting locks at five and a half but uh didn't go that route just because i i'm not 100 percent confident yet that uh, this won't be a a 10 to seven type game. So yeah, exactly. I, I feel like the Raiders will see if their pass rush is able to have the same kind of success. It did at times against the Ravens, uh, obviously still not insanely high in the Steelers offensive line, but some great playmaking plays by, by Pittsburgh's receivers. I thought they looked fantastic in week one. 
uh, the whole unit. Um, and so I think they'll do enough on offense. It's just, yeah, it comes down to the defensive side. And we've seen the Raiders, like you're saying, they've had these games. They, last year they beat the Chiefs and the and the Saints early in the season, two big wins. And every year they beat someone really good, but then they have some pretty bad performances. Um, it's first game for them on the road. It's going to be an early game coming over from almost the West Coast there in, in Nevada. So, yeah, it's the Steelers at this point, I, I just the defense looks so good, man. And I just – I don't know if the Raiders are going to have, you know, the, any – I don't think they're going to have any better answers than what Buffalo had, especially with, you know, Derek can move around a bit, but I wouldn't say quite like Josh Allen. Um, if Derek Carr is locked in as he is in the, was in the second half, I know in the first quarter he was off the mark with a lot of his throws. He's going to have to be on point the whole game because Pittsburgh's going to be coming for him. They're going to – be able to create pressure with four. Um, that's another concern with the Raiders offensive line and all the injuries. The Raiders had so many guys go down, still a bunch of guys questionable. I know Gerald McCoy out for the year and brutal again that he's going to be out. And uh, just, yeah, I think Pittsburgh's the better team here. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't quite consider it. Maybe it's close to the lock, like you said, because of the feel that it's just going to be lower scoring. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Raiders, they, I don't, it's also, I just have this kind of like weird feeling like maybe the Raiders are, decent <laughs> um yeah. actually but I, I still think right now pittsburgh uh, just too many good things on that defense for me to pick against them at home at, uh, you know with all the momentum they're going to be building off of after last week rams four point favorites on the road against the colts um had zero thought into this anything other than picking the rams to win we know where i stand on the colts right now that didn't really change for me after week one um i can see why this is only a four point spread because I, I could see sort of a situation where Colts bounce back, play better. Rams perhaps take a slight yeah. step back after that big win against the Bears. Um, I could see this being, you know, a close game. So wasn't going to go that route of any any locks or anything of that nature. But uh, Rams are a better team, so I'm picking them here. Yeah, I'm picking the Rams as well. I don't feel it's just a kind of I, – I hope they don't look ahead to playing Tampa Bay the week after this. Oh, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere again at SoFi for that one. Uh, and I just don't want them to overlook this opponent. Not, I don't think they will necessarily, but I think the Colts are still better than what they looked like in that game. I think Seattle just has a great game plan, great use of play action, kept that defense off balance for a lot of big plays. Rams will probably be do, trying to do the same kind of thing. Um, I do worry about, uh, you know, against not that not the best offense line in Chicago. I didn't think the Rams did a fantastic job throughout the game. Uh, obviously, their, their defense is built to give up runs uh, more often. They're going to be playing with lighter boxes and having the safeties fly up. I just worry how that's going to work out against Indianapolis, a team that might with Frank Reich and with Carson still. I don't think they're going to be trying to push the ball down the field so much. So I think it's going to be close. I don't think the Rams are going to have uh, the same kind of 20-point margin by any means here. I think it's going to be a decently close game. Uh, ESPN's football power index only has it a 55% uh, uh, Rams victory here, which is not – too high for a four-point spread so uh i think yeah the rams are the pick here definitely it's hard to pick against them after what we saw and i maybe you want to see it a couple weeks in a row um from that offense and from from stafford with the chemistry they had i if they're able to put up a, a crooked number on a, a, a colts defense that i think is better than we saw a week ago then i'll start to really buy into them as a, a top contender so big game here to, to get to 2-0 before having that uh, tampa bay matchup well, this is the game that you and I talked about more than any other before we started recording. <laughs> the 49ers on the road against the Eagles. The Niners are three and a half point favorites in this one. I will tell you, if you're betting, if I'm talking about betting locks, not straight up, we we pick straight up winners for our betting locks. 
If you're talking about a point spread, I would take the Eagles plus three and a half here and feel really yeah. good about it. Um, you and I talked about this a lot. I started off, I picked the Eagles to win. I changed it to the Niners. I have no, I think this is 50, 50. Like I really could see the Eagles. I don't want to, we talked about overreacting week one. I don't over want to overreact to the fact that the Falcons mm. could just be that bad. And the Eagles maybe are not <laughs> as good as they showed. But I also think that it's an early game on the road, cross country. We talk about that all the time with these teams going from West to East. Um, Two straight uh, weeks for San Francisco, too. Yeah. Include Detroit there. Yeah. And I mean, technically, I guess you're going further, too. Like, it's, I don't know how much further that mm-hmm. is, but you are going further mileage wise. I am very tempted to pick the Eagles, but I'm going to pick the Niners here. I know you're going to pick the Eagles. You're going to steal my pick here, as I alluded to earlier. <laughs> but I, yeah, this is, uh, this is flip a coin for me because I, I don't know what to expect from either one of these teams. I could just as easily see the Eagles win, but. I'll, I'll pick the Niners here, but not too confident about it. Yeah, I mean, I think the Niners' defense is going to be a much bigger challenge than what we saw Falcons present a week ago for Philly. Um, I know that, that by the end of it, the Niners gave up all those points, but when the starters were in, they looked solid enough. Only a couple of drives here and there uh, where the Lions were able to really get things moving against San Francisco. I think they're going to be just fine on that side of the ball. But I, I think there there's something about – uh, Philly's defense, it's actually pretty pretty good. I, I think they're maybe not going to be an elite unit, but I think it won't be shocked by the end of the season if they finish closer to the top 10 than away from it on that side of the ball. Still have a ton of playmakers, still play with intensity. It just felt a little better about their scheme. The other thing, really what kind of came down to, I know I, before, last week, when, or not last week, last episode when we recorded, I didn't kind of realize they had announced that Jason Verrett was out for the season. And now I just think of the lack of depth at that position for San Francisco's defense. I think we saw Devontae Smith and what he was able to do against the DBs in Atlanta. I think he's going to have some great matchups again. I think they're going to be able to get the ball quick to him and, and some other receivers in that team that really stepped up in that game uh, last week. So I think that matchup is just what might be enough for Philly's offense to still kind of chuck the ball down the field, be able to actually move against a pretty stout uh, San Francisco defense along with the home field. Uh, like you said, another early game for the Niners, two in a row here. Uh, just had some a weird kind of feeling about this. I won't be surprised by any means if the Niners just kind of cruise to a victory. I do think they are that good. Uh, there's a reason I nearly picked them over the Rams to win the NFC West. I, I still believe that they're going to be one of the top teams in the NFC by the end of the year, but I think just the, the Eagles might be catching them at the right time here. Another one that kind of like the Rams game, though, uh, in terms of the pro football or uh, uh, the power index from ESPN, only 52.8% to the Niners. These are, they, uh, for their index, it try, it's more predictive than uh early on than some of the uh the dvoa stuff that really needs some more data in it to really bear out i just those are both really close spreads for these games and uh, you just forget maybe after last year with no fans and stuff that it is not easy to consistently win on the road especially when you have to travel that far in the nfl yeah i this is one of those you know under the radar could be pretty good game types i think we, there, there's several of those on the list this yeah. week i think it's a pretty good slate we've got this week as we said, there are there are a lot of games seem like they could be pretty close. This next one, come on, Broncos six point favorites on the road at the Jags. I mean, the Broncos good for them. They get to open the schedule with two of the worst teams in the league. Um, great way to start two and zero. I think they will start two and zero. I I think the Jags are. We're one game into the season. I think I think the Jags are toast. So um, there's <laughs> there, there's my bold prediction. Like I they're, I think they're yeah. done. Um, I I know that sounds silly, but. The whole Urban Meyer situation, everything, which we've seen the reports and stuff on, I just, 
I have no confidence in the Jags bouncing back here, so I'm taking the Broncos. 16 losses in a row for the Jags. I know it's a lot of different uh, guys out there this season. Um, but, yeah, the Broncos just defensively, I know it was the Giants, but they have an elite group. You saw the pass rush come back. Von Miller looked, looked uh, like a, as if it was 2017 or 2016 again. Uh, their secondary, uh, maybe a couple little rookie struggles from Patrick Satan, uh with some issues there. But overall, by the end of the game, just felt like they're going to be a top defense as I kind of felt like going into the season. I think better than what Houston provided. And I just, I'm worried that there's still going to be more turnovers for the Jags before things get better. And on the flip side, I thought Denver's offense still looks solid enough. And I think Jacksonville's defense still schematically, not necessarily, but just like they just need more guys. They just have not, uh, the guys they have drafted well are gone. <laughs> it's just they're, I know they've, and other young guys are still coming through the system and still need have a ways to go, it looked like, with some of the issues they had against Houston. It was pretty brutal on Sunday, and I think that Denver is just better coached at this point. Maybe Urban gets to that point, and I don't think there needs to be a lack or a little slowdown in terms of the rumor stuff about him possibly leaving for college. It's been one game. I don't think he's going to go to the NFL and just bounce like that. Um, I think they need more time, and I don't know how much we're really going to expect with what they have there in Jacksonville. They just they need to, It's going to be a work in progress to get that program as he still uh, uses the terminology as if it's college <laughs> to get uh, back to back to a winning their winning ways but yeah at this point Denver is just a better team maybe for some freak thing if Trevor Lawrence just goes off and he showed flashes that were really good outside of the you know some of the things with the picks but uh, I, that's maybe why I shied away from the, the betting lock but if I if I was like just given money to put five dollars down on every spread I'm picking the Broncos to win by a touchdown here Vikings at the Cardinals. Cardinals three and a half point favorites here. Another one of those, uh, you know, low key, really good games. I think you'll get. Yeah. Out of these two, uh, I'm picking the Cardinals. Uh, I picked against the Vikings against the Bengals in Week One. Obviously, I'm not going to pick them here against the Cardinals, who looked fantastic in Week One against the Titans. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm picking the Cardinals. I think this could be a pretty good game, though. I mean, you look at uh, you certainly got stars all over the field on offense for both these teams. Um, so another another game that could be pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm picking the Cardinals too. Just saw too many good things from Kyler and what they were able to do when plays broke down and again against the Titans. I think the Vikings defense probably better than Tennessee's, but I don't know if that's really saying a ton. On the flip side, I think the Cardinals defense I talked about in the last episode looked really good, looked way better than a year ago. How you know, uh, obviously the Titans have the things that are working out. It's only one game still, but I, I, at this point, I just. Not enough that I saw in those week one matchups. Things will change over the course of the year. Won't be surprised again if the Vikings look a little better, are able to move the ball better than anything we saw Tennessee do. But um, I, I think the Cardinals just at this point, I feel a bit better about where they're at and where the strength of that division at. We're just going to keep seeing these NFC West teams out, out. Right now I only have what, I guess we have one more coming up here, but only one loss for the division again this week after last week they went 4-0. Falcons at the Bucks. Bucks 12.5 point favorites. Bucks next. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. What else do you say, right? Uh, yeah, I think the I think Tampa Bay's defense will bounce back with a much better uh, outing than you know what it ended up being at the end of it. But Dallas, they forced they forced Dak to throw. He threw and looked great. I just don't think the Falcons have the same present the same problems that Dallas does at this point. Maybe they'll uh, prove me wrong. They did play the Bucks really well at the end of last season when they had nothing to play for in Tampa Bay was trying to clinch a playoff spot. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't feel good about the Falcons right now, as we've kind of talked about. I just I feel like there's too many too many things in flux. I don't, I don't feel good about their offensive line against Tampa Bay's front. 
on the flip side, I, I just n- no nothing about the the Falcons' defense intimidated me. They did not look like the unit that we saw in the second half of the year give trouble to those those Bucks, give trouble to the Chiefs when they played them. Uh, I think Tampa rolls here, and I they should cover. Uh, not, I was gonna say, know, this is too little, too high, but for my betting lock. But yeah, I feel like they should. This is a top three betting lock choice of the week. I'm just telling you, I think they're gonna they're gonna win this by two touchdowns. So I almost put this over the the Packers Lions one, but I didn't. Um, and then we wrap up with the Titans at the Seahawks. Seahawks five point favorites in this one, as I said on the previous episode. No reason for me to have any confidence in the Titans right now. Um, all of that is out the window. One game in. I think this will be a pretty good game though. Uh, I, I do see the Titans bouncing back, playing probably mm-hmm. pretty better than they did in Week One, but. There's there's no reason for me to pick anyone but the Seahawks. Yeah, I just uh, yeah I think that the Titans' offense will perform much better, like you're saying. But I just don't see any way Tennessee with with what we saw from Shane Waldron and the, the number of play action, the, what they did with their scheme on offense. Seattle just looked like a refreshed team. They they looked. I, I think if you're a Seahawks fantasy owner of any of the the major players, you're going to be in for a fantastic week here. Um, I just the Titans defense right now. I have no reason to trust them. They need to re, regain our trust, Blake. I I think it's just at this point, like you said, uh, it's that side of the ball that scares me. I, I I'm not overly concerned about their offense long term. If it struggles for a few weeks and do, it's not like again, it's not like Arthur Smith really. <laughs> Had a ton of answers for the Falcons there uh, in his debut, but I, we'll see if that departure continues to harm that side of the ball. And on the flip side, yeah, Tennessee's defense just, man, Seattle's probably licking their chops going into this game and feeling like they're going to be able to put up a lot, a lot of points. Sorry, my dog's losing it. Just, if you want to put down 36.05 is what I've got on my timer there. Okay. Um, he just he's losing it something outside i'm gonna let him finish here real quick and then well, 3605 yeah should be 3605 yeah i'll just note that and, fade and that's fine um he'll find it he should be done shortly here all right um okay i think let me see it's probably a mail truck outside uh, all right he sounds like he's finished okay and let's see you said that so we're done with it all right yep yep around with okay things. here we go well, should be interesting. Uh, looking at, as we said, a pretty good slate here. Uh, all these different games. And, uh, yeah, could be a, a pretty fun week, too, when you look at the matchups. A lot of close ones from a, a betting standpoint. And, uh, as we said, there are also some others uh, that could be pretty interesting as well. But uh, there are picks. And, uh, Dylan, of course, have it all covered over at Clutch Points. Let everybody know where they can find all they need for week two in the NFL season. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com and the Clutch Points app to our NFL sections. We're still breaking down some of the action from week one, but now it's kind of turning our attention to previewing all these games. We have betting previews for every game coming up. We have breakdowns for every single team individually for what we expect for them going into these games. Obviously, all the news, all the fantasy news that you need in terms of the players, who's going to be out, who's uh, who you should start, all that kind of good stuff. Waiver wire pickups, if hopefully you listened to our podcast last time and also read our article uh, that we had go up in terms of our top pickups. Um, keep that. We'll keep all that content going. And yeah, tons of coverage. And you can follow all the games in the Clutch Points app as well. Yep, check it all out there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Stavros Pass. You can find us there. And uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Stavros the Pass podcast. <laughs>